come to China, work from home. <laughs> but wait a minute, if I don't live in China and I have to come to China to work from home, why would I go to China to work from home? Is it market access? Something to think about. Monday, April 18th, 2022. I'm Stephen Sersky. Christos Voskres. Christ is risen. Voyustin Voskres. Indeed, indeed, he is risen. If you celebrate, if you don't, that is what you're going to be hearing from the Ukrainian Christians, uh, or the Christians, the Catholics, for the next 40 days. As I explained in a very lengthy episode, I know, on Friday, Good Friday, last week, uh, it was the Easter weekend. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so in the Ukrainian Catholic Church, uh, from now until about the, I guess, the end of May at this point, the next 40 days, um, it would be Christos Voskres is what you'd say, and then Voista Voskres in, uh, in response. And the reason it's 40 days is because after the 40 days, that's when uh, Jesus was uh, reported to have appeared to the apostles again, and then ascended uh, into heaven at that point, not the third day risen, ri- risenness, risingness, but then 40 days he appears again, and then uh, that's the uh, final time they see him. Anyway, so uh, I'll try to keep this week's episodes a little shorter. I know last week went on a little bit, uh, but felt that uh, it was better to sort of say it all at once and put them all into one episode, and if you want to skip ahead, uh, it'd be better that way. Beginning of the work week here, if uh, it's available, and if you can, Shanghai still locked down. Um, the food is running out, uh, depending on who you believe. Um, but yeah, the the government dole of the food is not very much. As I mentioned last week, it's uh, actually um, quite paltry, to tell you the truth. Uh, but and I guess but people can still order and I guess the way that they're getting around it is this group buying stuff so it's a bulk order but it's not bulk order per person it's bulk order by like a community so uh, the whole community will bid for like will put will put up offers and then. I guess the whole community would make an order to to somewhere, whatever, like online delivery platform, and then the delivery platform would deliver the community's order. So I, I mean, you hear these sort of sensationalist stories of uh, people running out of food. I'm not sure how many people are able to sort of uh, evade those restrictions. So like, I, I mean, there's a few people that I know in Shanghai, but not too many. Uh, and yeah, they're saying, I mean, they're all locked down again, and the lockdown is going to continue till the end of April at this point. We're feeling the pinch here in Beijing in terms of uh, available work, but other than that, the city is open. Uh, I mean, masks are still mandatory in public spaces on the subway uh, and uh, places like that, but I mean, in terms of everyday life we're not really seeing it there's not much of an interference and i'll tell you it is something a lot i kind of look at this and like china seems to be the only one who's having this sort of flare-up such a major flare-up and it's things like this that kind of make me go you know the rest of the world vaccinated and masked 
has moved on. And yet here we are in China and it still seems to be an issue. I don't know. Um, I mean, and, and I mentioned at the beginning, it's like I'm going to start working from home. But why am I working from home if I'm living in China? Like, I, Technically speaking, China is not my home. I can never be a Chinese citizen. I can't. I mean, the, at best, I can get one of the Chinese green cards. I mean, I've, I've spoken about this before. But it something's not adding up. <laughs> uh, it doesn't seem... I guess the question then becomes, like, I, I'll stop myself there. Wh- where else would you go? Right? Like, where else would you go at this time that's hiring, uh, that's available, that you would mind packing all your stuff up? from your apartment and shipping it somewhere i mean where else would you go even within china like i kind of wonder if uh, because beijing i've spoken about this that beijing is sort of i mean since it's the the seat of political power here and seat of the government uh in china um what would it be like to live in another city in the country and not, not just shanghai or one of the other uh, second tier cities but like third or fourth tier cities i don't know what those are like i don't know too many people who live in those places if it's a viable existence and i'm sure you could survive especially if you don't care about the western amenities uh or like really fast internet or things like that i mean if you're not doing anything along those lines could you make a go of just simply living in a simpler a smaller city in china i wonder i wonder that being the case uh this week i will be starting to work from home so this is kind of exciting because i've never done this before uh given that i mean as a working traveler working from home always sort of meant i always thought you know i'd be in canada to do it uh but uh i guess working from my current location my current domicile is probably a little bit more appropriate my current apartment uh, which is here in Beijing Uh, so we'll see I'm going into it with this idea of like how will this fuck up I'm not gonna lie we're on windows based systems Um, I don't think I've uh, hidden from this very much windows computers or computers that run windows typically are very glitchy and i don't think this is uh anything sensitive to talk about i don't think it's uh you know an unknown i think it's pretty commonly known (laughs) windows operating system glitch bugs google that baidu that yandex that whatever search engine that go ahead and i'm sure the results will be plentiful uh so that begins all tomorrow uh that being the case so the question is going to become all right, so these two days that I've been doing, uh, and even today I was able to get another uh, two workouts in, will I be able to go for a lunchtime run? 20 minutes. I mean, if I don't have to really shower to meet anybody, and if, as long as I'm, you know, presentable, I mean, I'm not saying I'm going to show up and drenched in sweat, at least not yet, that's maybe another a month or two months away, um, but, you know, you, you, you get back into your apartment, into my apartment, you change shirts, you do your hair, and you're ready to go. We'll see. The idea will meet practice tomorrow uh, and whether or not it actually works out. 
Um, but that's not the only thing I'm sort of looking forward to. I'm, I'm thinking about all the time. Like I'm sitting here tonight and going, I don't actually have to make my lunch at all. I don't have to pack my clothes. This is nice. So in terms of the idea of home working, I like the idea. Don't get me wrong. What kind of rubs me the wrong way is the fact that I don't have a home here. <laughs> the rent I pay, and I know you could rent apartments around the world, don't get me wrong. You're not going to win this argument. I can never own this place, ever. At least in Canada, if I was paying rent, at some point I could show up. However the situation may come around, I could show up to the Fandong, to the apartment, I'll be a landowner and go, hi, here's the money for the apartment, it's mine now. That will never happen here. Not going to happen. So, we'll see how it goes. Uh, this is the first week and we are um, back to work. I guess some people have been working uh, a little bit more than me, but uh, I mean, I haven't been called, uh, which is kind of odd, but, uh, and I've been looking at it, it's like been three weeks since... Uh, I, I think I last stepped foot in the office, so uh, the fact that we get the uh, home working thing, go, uh, you know, set up is probably a good thing. The thing, you know, I, oh, I still have to renew my passport. I haven't done that, and it is coming down to this sort of the closer to the wire where I have to get uh, everything submitted, so it sort of processes in time, just to give us enough time, just in case you know things get delayed or anything like that. Uh, I did get the photos taken. Uh, I, I think the easiest thing would be to mail in the application, uh, but that, I mean, that is rife with other problems that I don't even want to think about at the moment. Um, but so that, I mean, home working, starting this weekend, uh, starting this week, um, the other thing I mentioned that I want to do since I'll be uh, working from home, not just the two days, the two runs, but also being able to focus or get back into the swing of things with studying Chinese in my breaks. Um, because I'm you know, I, I'm coming very close to the end of those HSK 5 books. Uh, so I, I read another two texts today. I made it up to chapter 35 in reading. So I have one more uh, chapter to read in the HSK 5 books. And then after that, uh, I still want to write out another, I think it's another 16 chapters of the characters. After that, I do have to go through all the grammar and the exercise books and the workbooks and the other preparatory uh, book that I have. But it's we're sitting at April 18th. I've got, what, 28 days, uh, 26 days, give or take whatever, until the sign-up deadline for the HSK 5 test in June. So I'm going to sign up by May 14th and then hopefully write the paper-based test in June of this year. And then that way, there'll be a big check mark uh, in the uh, sort of yearly goals. Um, I'm not sure if it's a life goal because it didn't become a goal until like a couple of years ago. But in terms of this year's uh, accomplishments, certainly going to be able to check that win, lose, or draw. Now, you can... If I were to fail, I guess this would be the next big problem. Like if I were to fail, when would I go again? Um, I don't know if I'd go again right away. I think what I would do is I would still order the HSK 6 books. I would start on those. And then as I started making my way through the HSK 6 level, depending on whether or not 
I remain in China in October because again, you know, my my yearly, my annual anxiety of will I have the contract renewed? Will I stay in China? Will I stay in Beijing? These questions come up again. So with that, if nothing changes, you start the, I start the HSK six books this sometime this year, and then probably sign up for a, a retake of the HSK five test later on. I'm not expecting to fail. Uh, to tell you the truth, uh, and same with like the three and the four. Although I sort of wasn't very confident about my um, Chinese at, th- at those times either, but at both of those I had started or I had written the tests substantially after the time I had purchased the next level book. So I was already well all well through the next level books by the time I'd actually written the tests, which kind of indicates. I mean, my, my level was probably a lot higher than uh, it was going into the tests. Now, I just gave five. I mean, shit gets real. <laughs> this is It's a speed reading test. Um, it's a, uh, a writing test. It's a lot of comprehension that, I'm not going to lie, uh, is frustrating because it's like, why don't I know this? Why isn't this in my brain just yet, right? Uh, and so with all of that, I kind of go, well you know what, I'm going to spend the next uh, six weeks especially uh, preparing for up until that sign-up time, getting through at least the the basic, the base textbooks, and then after the sign-up is confirmed, that would be when I sort of really turn on the, uh, uh, the engines um, to start writing a lot more and to really buckle down on... Um, each part, each, por- each portion of the test uh, in, in preparation for the June test. So this one, whereas before I think I was a lot more focused on the test, uh, on the language overall, this time I am focused more on the test, uh, as noted by the fact that I dropped it on my classes on, on Sundays. I don't go to those anymore. I don't care to speak so much, so much as I wish to simply focus on the test and be able to pass it. Whatever I need to know for the test, that's what I want to know. I uh, did have a bit of a, uh, a test this weekend in terms of my travel vocabulary. It didn't work very well, but uh, we uh, went up to the Great Wall uh, annual trip, I guess it is. Maybe it's every second year. I can't remember. We haven't gone to the Great Wall very much. We go to Tiananmen Square. Every now. We go to Tiananmen Square more often than we go to the Great Wall. Reason being, the Great Wall is really far away. <laughs> Noticeable, especially, is the air quality. So we went to the Badaling section of the Great Wall. And if you've ever been to China, or if you're ever thinking about coming to China, Badaling is your heavily redone, aimed at tourist portion of the Great Wall. It's the one where you can land in Beijing and get a bus from the airport to the Great Wall, and then back to the airport and catch a connecting flight. It's literally that easy to go between the two. Um, Now, we went there because there was actually, the Great Wall was actually a secondary reason, and just because we were were going to be in the vicinity, rather than we we actually wanted to see what the... uh, 
I guess, uh, is referred to as the zigzag train, the Sakura train. So I mentioned a couple weeks ago that the Sakuras are in full bloom, or they were in full bloom, the peach blossoms. Um, well, they're gone. <laughs> um, in the two weeks that uh, they've been around, uh, they're pretty much all gone. The red ones are still on the trees. The white ones... Um, I'm not, is the peach blossoms are gone or the cherry blossoms are still sticking around? Whatever it is, not as many of them as there were before. And so taking this train, the special train, it was the S208. And there's actually a few of them. You got to go up to, it's line 13, Hua Ing, I think is the, the station stop. And from there, you transfer to these northern lines, the S1, S2, whatever it is. And they will take you into the depths of the northern Beijing mountains, like far outside the uh, sixth and seventh ring roads, if those even exist. Uh, but that being the case, we did take the train, it did zigzag, and we did see a few cherry blossoms and sakura trees and all that. There was not very many, it was a bit polluted, and the train had tinted windows. <laughs> so, I mean, we saw a little bit, it wasn't, uh, but it wasn't like what the advertisements were sort of boasting you know there's cherry blossoms and sakuras all over the place no and certainly the other thing is that keep in mind when you're looking at those advertisements it's someone looking from the outside of the train usually with a drone or standing on a platform somewhere and they are taking video of the train going through a very sakuraist valley well we in the train did not see that many. The cool thing, though, was that when we did get to battling and we did choose that we did we decided to actually climb the Great Wall, you could still see quite a few of the uh, sakuras or the sakura trees in bloom. So it was uh, they weren't all gone. Uh, it just wasn't as green and as colorful as it probably would have been probably two weeks ago. Sorry, it's it's greener now. But it, it's not as colorful as it would have been two weeks ago when the sakuras, like all of the trees, were in uh, uh, full bloom. Um, next year, we can try again. If we're still in the country, if we're still in the city, uh, we'll see. Now, whether or not it's the same setup for other portions of the Great Wall, Mutianyu, Jianko, um, or Jianko, I don't know. It's um, This is something that you'd have to check uh, on different sections. But I know Bandling, this is the, the train... Uh, that people sort of talk about every time or every every season, every spring. That, that's what the this is the train that you're supposed to take if you want to see all so many uh, cherry blossoms on the way to the Great Wall. It's a two for one special, basically, and not literally, but you get to see the cherry blossoms through this train, and you get to the, see the uh, the Great Wall uh, as well. Why? And so. <sighs> We were we did crawl the Great Wall. We walked uh, to the, the the southern portion of it to the end. Although it does keep going, uh, it's and it is a redone section of the Great Wall as well. It's a different tourist company or a different uh, government, uh, provincial government. I can't remember what the explanation was, but there was one security guard there at the last uh, tower, and it's like his job was basically to say, "Don't go any further." And if someone came from the other side and crawled up, 
he had to charge him the, the admission fee to the bottling. So it was kind of funny. So we got him to take a couple of pictures for us. That was great. Uh, and there was one family uh, crawling over the Great Wall at that time. And there's no ready, readily made stairs. Like they've blocked it off. So like if you do decide to actually continue on or to crawl over from the other side, um, it's kind of a bit of a, a liability, like a health liability. Because you could slip and fall and hurt yourself, which if you're not in the battling paid section, they're probably not going to take liability for it. And the other section probably wouldn't take liability for it anyway. Uh, I'm not sure how it works, but that's basically it's it's cut in two right there at the end of the battling section of the wall. You can still see it. There is a staircase, but it's usually locked uh, and you have to get like, I'm, I'm not sure what you have to do to make sure that it's open at that time. My one question, I've always had this question when I've gone to the Great Wall, and I haven't done much reading of it, I should, is why is it so steep? So the Great Wall was built along mountain, like along the mountainous hillside there, um, in an effort to keep out the invading northern armies. Think like Mongols from Mongolia riding in with their horses, their cavalry, and destroying everything along the way. Now, given that the the Great Wall is only like an hour north of Beijing, you can kind of understand why the wall was built. It's sort of an effort to protect Beijing. Even though Beijing is the modern capital of China, it was still a major settlement, and... It's been where the Forbidden City has been forever. They wanted to protect this. So with that, they built this great wall. This wall that stretches from uh, Qinghuadao in the uh, east all the way to Jiayuguan in the west. I can't remember. I've been to the end of the great wall. have not been to Qinghuadao. Been to several portions in the middle, though. Why is it so steep? So... If you walk the Great Wall today, along the sides of it, they'll say, of course, be careful, but they have metal railings. They don't have stairs. They have metal railings that you can hold on to, grapple onto, while you are ascending this very steep. We're talking like 45, 60 degree angle slope. I'm not kidding. It's not easy. I mean, my mom, when she was here, she walked up to the, the first tower, I think, with me. Uh, my dad didn't. Uh, I, I think I've made my dad walk up the steps to the Great Wall, so at least he made it there. Um, because there's a saying, Mao Zedong said, if you haven't been to the Great Wall, if you haven't climbed the Great Wall, uh, you're not a hero. So I'm like, well, we're climbing the damn thing. <laughs> like, no matter what, we're getting up there. Uh, and so we did a token amount, at least uh, with my parents. But this time we were we walked the full length of it. It took us, we, we were taking our time, so it wasn't too bad. Um, I wonder, I wonder if back in the day, they did have these metal railings wherein these soldiers could hook into and then crawl or pull themselves up uh, in, in times of need. And I, I wonder this because it was a defense mechanism, right? It was a defensive wall. And certain, would they build something that the the soldiers can't easily navigate? Horses and chariots used to crawl around this thing. 
I'm guess maybe you know in these steep portions of the wall they weren't expecting anybody to sort of attack at that point so that that kind of makes sense um, but you know what happens if they breach one part of it this is something I've, I haven't seen talked about uh, at least not very openly so it, it's been my question that every time I go crawl a great wall why is it so steep and I'm not talking steep like with stairs I'm talking steep like pathway or is it that's the modern interpretation of the great wall because it's meant to be less of a uh, I don't know how it can be less of a liability in that case because it still would be very slippery, right? You can still go there. If it's snowing or raining, they don't close it unless it's absolutely really bad. They might close if they do close it, the snow's already on the, the Great Wall, is basically is what happens. So you still have to be uh very, very careful. Thinking it might go to some other sections at uh at some other point. There are tours that go out to them. It's a nice place to go. I'd like to take my drone out there and uh, uh take a couple pictures uh as I did last year or two years ago I guess uh, but uh, it'd be kind of neat to see a bit more of the, the Great Wall around Beijing especially the un, un redone parts the non-redone parts it'd be kind of cool to uh, just see what else is out there and uh, take a little bit more of the uh, the Great Wall in um, yeah so we are working from home and let's see what else I got here Great Wall, yes, Lockdown, Shanghai. You know what? I think that's good. Folks, that's pretty good. Um, the only other thing is that I, I've started my After Effects. I know I've been, I'm way behind on that. I can tell you the one success I've had with After Effects is that I've made a couple of lines. Yeah, I will share these uh, very soon because uh, I do want to get uh, plugging away at that. Uh, and I'll, I, I think I'm going to have to simplify my approach quite a bit. On the program because getting around the program has become it's it's like I'm I was learning motion last year it was very difficult it was just such a learning curve but I'll talk about that another time we'll leave it there so happy Easter to you uh, to you folks up there uh, for those who celebrate for those of you who don't um, happy Ramadan if that's over for you guys and happy Passover as well uh, if not happy work week you know let's get back at it you know, settle back in. I hope you guys have your beers, I mean, your coffee beans ready to go and uh, uh, are going to have a good week. This uh, summer is basically here. I think it's going to be plus 30 later on in the week here in Beijing. So uh, cue the complaints about the heat and the humidity. Righto. Show notes and tracks up on my website, folks. I've updated that today as well, so you can take a look over there. StephenSersky.com. Thanks for listening, folks. We'll talk again. Have a good one. Bye-bye.